Welcome to another podcast from Planet Shakers Church. For details on campus locations and service times, check out planetshakers.com. Today we've got Pastor Tavonga Masoso speaking on the power of intimacy. Let's check it out. Now, when we have an encounter with God, the purpose of that encounter is for us to want a greater encounter. There's always more. It's not about what God wants to do in us only, not for us to come out of these great camp seasons or great service or great conference thinking, wow, that was such an amazing time. It's about God, what do you want me to do with what you've deposited in me? What do you want me to do with what you're going to deposit in me in this 6 p.m. service that I walk out of this place completely convinced that I know that you've called me for a time such as this. You've called me for a purpose greater than myself. You've called me for a reason far beyond I can understand. I truly believe that in this season, God is calling us to a deeper level of intimacy. The title of my message today is that there's power in intimacy. Turn to your neighbor and say, there's power in intimacy. The power of intimacy is unlike anything you and I have ever experienced. You know, it says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Come on, that's good. For the kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk. I love that. It's not just a lot of talk. It is living by God's power. You know, this power right here is the same power that was released when the Holy Spirit fell. It's that ability, efficiency, and might. The same power that enabled Jesus to do great miracles and for us to read about these great wonders that it did. It's the same power that enabled Jesus to rise up from the dead. It's available to you and I. So when we represent the kingdom of God, we're not just going to talk about how good God is. We're not going to talk about how powerful God is. He wants us to demonstrate His power. Wherever we are, we have the ability to demonstrate His power. Now, in order for us to be able to demonstrate His power, we need to hunger after a deeper level of intimacy with Him. The more intimate you are with God, the more power you're able to release. Little intimacy, little power. Great intimacy, great power. I don't know about you, but I believe that this is a generation that's been called to release great power. Come on, this is a generation that's been called to release great power. If we're going to release that great power we have to hunger to go deeper in God I want to be so close and so intimate with my father that I'll be so secure in his arms that I'll understand what my true identity is that I'll know what my true purpose is that I'll not be shaken by whatever wind comes my way I'm not going to be shaken by whatever wall the enemy tries to build in front of me. I'll understand that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I'll know that I've been called for a time such as this. I'm going to walk into my university knowing what my purpose is. Knowing that I have the power to change this environment. Knowing I have the power to transform the culture. This power is for a reason. 
Ephesians chapter 3 verses 16 to 19. This is a, a prayer that Paul was praying to the Ephesian church. It says, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. Turn to your neighbor and say, stay strong. And you may have the power to understand as all God's people should how wide, how long, how high, how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ though it is too great to understand fully. Then you'll be made complete with all the fullness of life and the power that comes from God. This is the Apostle Paul urging us to want to go deep let our roots grow deep in him as we grow deep in him is able to release this supernatural empowerment that's through his unlimited resources it's available to us as long as we hunger for a deeper spiritual intimacy now knowing god is not about knowing him intellectually it's about knowing Him in a way that you are able to connect with Him and be one with Him. And knowing God gives you strength and stability. The book of Daniel says that those who know their God shall do great exploits. In other words, those who know their God will make full use and make the full benefit of His resources that He has in store for us. This word know means we have to yearn to come and be one with Him. Be completely united with Him. Be totally dependent on Him. We put aside our own knowledge. We put aside our own experiences. We put aside what we've been taught and what we continue hearing from the world. And we say, God, I don't know anything. As a matter of fact, I come before you as a novice. I want to learn. I want to be a disciple. I want to be a person that's going to really reflect the true nature of my Father completely. Not my will, but your will. Knowing God means that you and I are ready to trust Him. It, it takes trust to have intimacy. You talk to anybody that's married that uh, once the trust is broken, you can say goodbye to intimacy. It's gone. It takes trust to truly lean on God. It says this in Proverbs chapter 3 that trust in the Lord with all your heart. With everything that you have, trust in Him. Do not depend on your own understanding. Don't depend on your own knowledge. Don't depend on your own understanding. Seek His will in all that you do and He will show you which path to take. The more we can trust God, the more we can lean on Him, the more we can understand that He's got a special seat prepared for us and we can sit down with confidence. You know, back in the day when I was at school, we used to love playing pranks on people and pulling the chair as they go to sit down. God is not going to pull the chair on you. You can sit down with confidence because He knows what you're facing. He's prepared a seat for you in the presence of your enemies. No matter what you're facing right now, you can trust in Him. You can sit down on that seat with great confidence because He said, hey, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'll be there with you all the time. 
whether you're on the mountaintop or in the valley, I'm always going to be there so you can trust me. Others have failed you. Maybe your parents have failed you. Maybe your leaders have failed you. But I'm not men. God is not a man that he should lie. You can trust him completely with everything that you have. He will never let you down. He is faithful. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He never changes. And he knows your destiny. And he knows what promises is prophesied over your life. So you can trust him. Turn to your neighbor and say you can trust him. The second thing you need in order to have a deep intimacy with God is you need transparency. Transparency simply means being completely open. You allow God to see every part of you completely naked. You know, when God created Adam and Eve, He created them completely transparent. But as soon as sin entered, the first instinct they had was to grab the leaves and cover themselves so they can blend in with the trees. Almost trying to be camouflaged with the trees. God has not called you to be one with the trees. He's got a greater purpose for you. So you can be completely open with Him. You can be completely transparent with Him. There's no shame, no condemnation where God is concerned. He sees you through the complete work of His Son. He sees you as righteous. So you can be open with the issues that you have. You can be open with the troubles that you're going through because He wants to see you just as you are. You know, my two-year-old at the moment is going through a funny little phase where any given opportunity, you live alone for like 10, 15 minutes, she's just going to strip naked. Completely naked, up in a birthday suit, nothing but a nappy on. The other day I was putting her to bed, I'm like, Ella, make sure you stay in bed. Make sure you stay in bed, make sure you don't take off your clothes. It's like, okay, daddy, okay, daddy, in a two-year-old voice. Now I know, looking at her eyes, she was very sincere, that yes, daddy, I want to do exactly as you are saying. But trust me, when we came back in the room 15 minutes later, again, she was naked. Completely naked, completely transparent. Now, I'm not advocating for nudity. Yeah? Don't leave this service saying, Pastor Tavonga said that we need to be naked. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that be completely transparent. Don't worry about what the next person is thinking. We're so consumed with living our life based on other people's expectations that we come before God and we bring the same logic so we're not transparent before our Father. He sees it all anyway. So you have no right to hold back from Him. Stop hiding from God. Don't allow the fear to stop you from entering into a place of deep intimacy where you can be completely open and say, God, search me. Search every part of me. You know, David was known as a man after God's own heart because he was completely transparent to his God. Psalm 139 says this, Search me, O God. Know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. The reason why he was known as a man after God's own heart is not because he was perfect. He committed some atrocious sins. This man killed another man just so he can be with his wife. But yet God calls him a man after my own heart because he was completely open. 
He was that transparent when he came to his worship. He was so extravagant with the way he worshiped God because he gave God his all at all times. He didn't care what anybody else thought. He didn't care what his wife thought when he was praising God to the point that his clothes were falling off. He did not let that hold him back. That's the kind of transparency that God is looking for from us if we are going to be intimate with Him. He's calling us to a deeper level of intimacy. The third thing is this. You have to be obedient. You know, in this year of humility, you've got to understand that you can't talk of humility without talking of obedience. You have to be obedient in order for you to step in to that place of intimacy. John chapter 15 verse 9 to 10 says, Come on, let's do it properly. John chapter 15, 9 to 10. I've loved you the way my Father has loved me. Make yourselves at home in my love. In other words, come and be intimate with me. Make yourselves at home in my love. If you keep my commands, if you keep my commands, in other words, if you obey me, you remain intimately at home in my love. These are not my words. These are the words of Jesus. If you keep my commands, you remain intimately at home in my love. That's what I've done. I've kept my father's commands and made myself at home in his love. He's not asking us to do something he's not done. You have to understand that everything we believe in is based on the completed work of Jesus on the cross. But when he was about to face the agony and pain of the cross, he faced that as a human. Just like any other person, just the thought of knowing that you're going to die a painful death where you're going to have nails hit in through your hands and your feet. That pain and agony he felt and he's like, Lord, I do not want to do this. Everything in me is agonizing because of the pain I'm about to experience. The agony was that deep that he started sweating droplets of blood. That is deep agony because he understood the pain he's about to experience. But yet, he says, nevertheless, not my will but your will. I am going to obey beyond my pain. If we are going to release power in this season, if we're going to be a generation that's going to be known as a generation of power, supernatural, abundant power, we have to be ready to be intimate with our God. But that takes a deeper level of obedience. Are you ready to forego your own comfort? Are you ready to obey God beyond your own needs? Are you ready to obey God beyond other people's opinions? Are you ready to obey God beyond your bank balance? Are you ready to obey God beyond what the doctor has said? Are you ready to obey God beyond even the expectation of your culture? Say, God, I know my culture says I cannot do this, but I know you're calling me to do this. I'm going to step out in obedience to your word. Church, in this season, I really believe God is taking us to new heights. But there's cost. There's a cost involved to this new heights. The cost is obedience. We have to be ready to obey at all costs. 
See, the kingdom of God is not a democracy. We have the privilege of living in a democracy. So we come into the kingdom of God, the same mindset. But there's order in the kingdom of God. And where there's orders, there are commands that we need to be obedient to. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Then all these things will be added unto you. In other words, let my priority be the things of God. Let my priority be the kingdom of God. His way of doing, His way of seeing things, His way of acting. I'm going to obey that commandment. But there's a blessing attached with it. See, the obedience to God, when you realize the blessing that's attached to it, is not as heavy as religion likes to make it out to be. It's not a heavy obedience. It is one that is led by the Holy Spirit. It's one whereby you step in and He empowers you. It's an empowerment. And there's an ease to it. And when you begin to see the breakthrough that comes out of your obedience, you want to obey more and more. You want to obey every single time He talks to you. You'll be able to distinct His voice from the voice of fears and the voice of doubts that the enemy tries to speak in your heart. You'll be able to know how His voice sounds like because you've been obedient. You've been obedient to His Word. Now the reality is we are all faced with all sorts of barriers. The enemy tries to put barriers between us and God to stop us from experiencing that deep level of intimacy. The barrier of shame. A barrier of condemnation. The barrier of unforgiveness. You got to understand that God takes unforgiveness very seriously. Because everything we believe in is based on His free forgiveness. So we have no right to hold on to offense. We have no right to hold on to any kind of unforgiveness. Because He forgave us everything after all. So we have to be ready to let go of the unforgiveness. Let go of the disappointment. Something about disappointment. Disappointment simply means unmet expectations. You know, when you have unmet expectations, disappointment can brew in your heart. Maybe you expect it to be somewhere in this season of your life that you're not right now. Maybe you expect it to be married in this season of your life. Maybe you expected that you might have kids in this season of your life. Maybe you expected to have graduated in this season of your life. Don't allow the disappointment of unmet expectation to fester in your heart because that can get in the way of your intimacy with your God. Lay it all down at His feet saying, God, I know, I know this is my dream, this is what I expected, it's not happened yet, but I'm not going to hold on to it. I'm going to trust that you have a better plan for me. So I'm going to lay down the disappointment at your feet. Greater is the plan that you have for me than the plan that I have for myself. Your ways are higher than my ways. Your thoughts are greater than my thoughts. I'm going to rely on you. The dream that you have for me is greater than any dream that I would have ever had for myself. The promises you have for me is greater than any promise that's ever been spoken to me by men. So I can trust in you. I can be completely transparent in front of you. And I can obey 
because I know you are faithful. And I started off by telling you guys that God is calling us to a deeper level of power. That in this season is going to take us stepping into a new level of intimacy. I remember four years ago, I was uh, driving down from uh, Melbourne Arena where we just finished Planet Shakers Conference. And man, I was on a high. I was so happy. You guys, just think of last week after those uh, parties that we had in that room. How you were just so excited that man, God has moved in such a powerful way. This is amazing. I can't wait for Planet Unicamp next year. That's how I felt. That, man, this conference is just so great. So I was driving from Melbourne Arena all the way back here, which is about a 10-minute drive. I had to pick up something. So I drove all the way here, realized that I forgot my keys, then I had to drive all the way back to Melbourne Arena, pick up my keys, then drive all the way back here, then drive all the way back to where I was staying. By the fourth time I was driving back to sleep that evening, I was just so full of awe in regards to what God had released over those past few days. I was like, God, I'm so humble that I get to be a part of this. What an amazing privilege. I did not know that you had this great encounter in store for us. I feel so close to you. Thank you for the miracles that we just saw. Thank you for the amazing breakthroughs that we just encountered. But as I was driving, I was drawn to look outside my car. Now this would have been around 10.30 in the evening and on a Saturday night, if you drive around the city, most people at 10.30, they're either going out to party or out to do something. And as I was watching all these people walking in our city, I felt such a heavy burden in my heart. I felt this unction that the encounter we just had in that arena, that amazing conference was not just for us. We were 5,000 of us and we encountered God in such a powerful way, but we are in a city of 5 million people that need to know the love of Jesus. I was moved with deep compassion. That, that experience that I was lamenting and thanking God for, that experience I was now reliving in my mind, all of a sudden had a purpose. It had a meaning just beyond me feeling good, me having a great time. I want to encourage you that Every time we encounter God, it's more than just having a great time. See, the purpose of this power, if you read Acts 1.8, it says, And you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you to be my witnesses. The primary purpose of this power is for us to be His witnesses. Witnesses to our family. Witnesses in our universities. Witnesses in our workplaces. Witnesses in our communities. God is empowering us, taking us to a deeper level of intimacy that we can testify of His goodness. And not just by talk, but by action. Understanding the power that we carry. Now it all starts by us saying, God, I'm ready to step into a deeper level of intimacy with you. You know, when I was preparing this message, the picture that I had was of the Apostle John who called himself the one whom Jesus loved. That's what he called himself. He read his writings, the, one, the Apostle whom Jesus loved. He says that he did not hesitate to rest his head on the shoulder of Jesus. He was that secure and that confident to really rest in Jesus. 
That's the kind of intimacy I'm talking about. Where we can fully rest in His presence. Saying, God, I surrender and I come before you and I give you everything that I am. I want to know you more than I've known you before. And I want you to take every part of me and transform it to what you want to make it. Not my will, but your will be done. I know I came to this city to study at a university, but I want your will to be done in my life. Your purpose is greater than anything I could ever fashion or dream for myself. Hey, it's been so great that you've been able to join us today. I hope that your faith is filled. If you have any prayer requests or you want to connect with us any further at Planet Shakers, why don't you be a part?